so that's why having healthy boundaries are a reflection of your principles and guidelines that you set for yourself. And so the first important part about setting boundaries is knowing what are the guidelines you want to have for yourself. And as a result of creating freedom from these boundaries, where do you, what do you want to be in bondage to? I'm Dr. Grace Lee, and you're listening to the Career Revisionist Podcast for executives, team leaders, people managers, and ambitious professionals from all backgrounds. It's for those among us who can't stay stagnant and admire anyone who demonstrates exponential growth. We challenge ourselves to step out of our comfort zone and into higher levels of leadership, and we are determined to rise confidently in our industry so that we can make our greatest contribution using our knowledge and expertise. We've worked hard to become great at what we do, but only so we can achieve the goals that give our lives meaning and purpose. And while we persevere through a college education to get us here with our technical skills, we understand that to get to the next level where we desire to be, it requires a different kind of skills. We're not comfortable with failure because we experience satisfaction when we are advancing. And while some of us work well under pressure, all of us perform the best when we are part of a winning team. And instead of just hoping to achieve what's important to us, we choose to become a more optimized version of ourselves to make it happen. We're not just A players. We are A plus players, and we are the source of consistent output that makes positive advancements in the world around us. Have you recently joined a new workplace environment and you need to start to get to make friends and to meet connections and to really start navigating that new landscape? Or maybe you have been with this company or in this industry for a long time and it has gone through some restructuring, right? And soon some new entrants come in, came in and you understand the importance of relationships. Either way, this video is for you. What I want to share with you today are the five crucial boundaries that you need to set at work in order to have healthy relationships. And as usual, I like to begin these with distinctions. When it comes to boundaries, what do we mean by that? Right? There are so, there's so much information out there that is readily available online, on articles, and even in talking about relationships. We talk a lot about setting boundaries, but what does that even mean anyway? When you look at the word boundary itself, the distinction about boundary is that a boundary is something that marks a limit. And here's the important thing is to realize that the principles behind why boundaries setting is important. And the reason why is because boundaries create freedom and freedom can only be can only exist inside of boundaries. Without boundaries, we do not have freedom. And I know that sounds counterintuitive because we think of boundaries as confining, but no, they create freedom. It is very, it may feel counterintuitive, but stay with me in just a moment. I'll reveal to you why. Because having boundaries means that you have the boundaries of freedom. And freedom is freedom from anything is bondage to its opposite. If you want freedom from something, you're binding to what is the opposite of that thing you want to escape from. So a, cool, a really concrete example is freedom from poverty. If you want to be free from poverty, it means that you want to have bondage, bondage to prosperity. It means you're living inside the bounds of prosperity. Freedom from doing bad is freedom to do good, right? So can you appreciate that? That freedom from what you want to be free from means that you're binding to its opposite. So that's why having healthy boundaries are a reflection of your principles and guidelines that you set for yourself. And so the first important part about setting boundaries is knowing what are the guidelines you want to have for yourself. And as a result of creating freedom from these boundaries, where do you, what do you want to be in bondage to? Right? It's really easy to know what you want to have freedom from, but what do you want to have bondage to? 
Boundaries create freedom. You find freedom within those boundaries, right? But keep in mind that when it comes to setting boundaries, there are five crucial boundaries. And a lot of these things we're not even aware of, right? There's five crucial boundaries to develop at work so that you can have healthy relationships because not enough, it's not enough just to have boundaries, right? Having boundaries and setting boundaries is the easy part. It's not just about setting them and having them. We must also communicate those boundaries. But here's the, the, the most difficult thing. Setting boundaries, you know what the boundaries are, but how do you communicate those boundaries professionally? And how do you communicate them in such a way that you're not sounding overly demanding, especially if you don't yet have positional authority in your industry or in the company in which you're working? So if you want to discover this, how do I communicate effectively, professionally, but at the same time, assertively, especially when it comes to boundaries, and you want to create these results for yourself, then I invite you to book a call with me. Below this video, there is the first link in the description. There's a link to be able to apply for my coaching program. And this is where I'm going to take you through the steps on effective communication in a professional setting. Right? This is for you if you want to create these results for yourself. Now, here are the five key boundaries when it comes to what, what, what are the guidelines, what kind of boundaries you can set in the workplace. Boundary number one is what I call physical boundaries. And it literally refers to that. It refers to privacy and your personal space. For example, right, you might be somebody who prefers a handshake, but maybe you're uncomfortable with someone hugging you in the workplace or your colleague or your boss hugging you. Maybe that's, you're not comfortable with that. So that is a clear example of a physical boundary. Or you, refer, you prefer when someone knocks on your office door before they enter your office. Even if your door is open, you prefer that they knock. That's also a physical boundary. Or maybe you prefer to decompress after you've had some really high stakes meeting with clients or really you know, high pressure you know, workshop that you've given and you like to decompress before giving your time to anyone else, right? that's also an example of a physical boundary. But you must share them. And it is difficult to share them, but not sharing your boundaries then can make you feel disrespected if you don't share them. Right? And, but the thing is, setting boundaries is only the first part. It's not the most important part. Communicating effectively is. Being able to create that environment of freedom for yourself and also freedom from others because they don't want to feel like they're disrespecting you. They don't want disagreements. They're, they wouldn't want that. So how do you create free, more freedom within the boundaries that you set and therefore that you communicate? Right, so boundary number one is physical boundary. The second type of boundary that you want to set in the workplace are intellectual boundaries. These type of boundaries refer to ideas, personal philosophies, and your beliefs. Now, on one hand, when it comes to intellectual boundaries, it's showing respect for different views, but it also refers to how others respond to hearing your views and ideas. For example, right, when you express your ideas or your points of view, do they have your permission to share it with other people, as is? Or do they have your permission to use it in their own presentations? That's part of intellectual boundaries. But sharing your intellectual boundaries will keep your feelings from being hurt, especially when it comes to intellectual property. But of course, when I talk about intellectual boundaries, I'm not just referring to intellectual property. Setting intellectual boundaries also prevents you from feeling scared to share your views or you're sharing your ideas openly. Because without these boundaries, you're going to automatically choose to stay silent. Right? And you know, all knows what that feels like when you, when you have something important to say and you're on the tip of the tongue wanting to say it, but you choose to stay silent because you hesitate, 
because you don't know how it's going to go if you share your idea. And maybe somebody else speaks up before you and they sort of steal your thunder. But we all know, we've all been there, what it's like to remain silent and then later on only to regret staying silent. We all, we all have that experience. So setting your intellectual boundaries is one thing, but once again, it is important to communicate those boundaries in clear and professional ways so that you can continue to have your executive presence and to be assertive. So that's the second boundary. First, we have physical boundaries. Then we have intellectual boundaries. And the third boundary is emotional boundaries. So what do I mean by that? Emotional boundaries refers to you knowing where you end and where other people begin. It's more around self-control and self-regulation. Now, I have a lot of videos when it comes to self-regulation. And a lot of the videos that I talk, where I talk about self-regulation is in reference to leadership. When you develop yourself as a leader, one of the most important traits is to have self-regulation. It's also important to have self-regulation so that you can understand where you begin and where you end, and that you cannot, that you won't let your feelings, your emotions, which are pretty immediate and can be quite intense, that you don't let them define who you are and you don't let them to overtake your decisions. And especially that you don't let your emotions set the boundaries for you that you are intentional around what are my emotional boundaries. Because here's the thing, if you're not empowered in your emotional life, without self-control, we are disempowered in our emotional life. So if you're not empowered in your emotional life, it's easy to succumb to feeling guilt or blame or even feeling undervalued. So that's why it's important to set emotional boundaries. By the way, if what I'm saying resonates with you, and I know sometimes what I say can be quite deep, but what if, if, if what I'm saying is resonating with you, or if you have experienced something like this before, I'd love to hear from you. So comment below, which one of these boundaries do you, are you going to commit to setting and communicating for yourself? Because it's not enough just to set the boundaries and to know them for yourself. You must communicate them effectively and assertively. So comment below, which of these boundaries are you going to commit to setting and communicating for yourself, for your teams, and those that work with you? And as well, if you haven't done so already, give me a thumbs up if you like this video. And remember to subscribe to my channel. Every single week, I upload videos like this on topics like this and others related to communications, personal development, growth and career, and also business. So subscribe to my channel, ring that bell as well. And I look forward to hanging out with you every single week. Now, remember, we still have one more boundary left. We had the first boundary, which was physical boundary. Then we moved to intellectual boundary. Right. The third one was your emotional boundary. And the fourth boundary is a cultural boundary. Right. Let's face it, in this norm right now where things have transitioned to a virtual or maybe a hybrid model of virtual and in-person, right, right now we are more and more becoming multicultural organizations or multicultural departments and teams. But when you are working in a multicultural environment, each culture, everybody from that culture has its own communication style. They have their own preferences towards leadership and definitely their own definition of trust. So how do you set those cultural boundaries? When you understand clearly what are the different communication styles, leadership styles, and preferences and definitions of trust, and then this is around setting boundaries so that in terms of navigating that multicultural landscape, that you can still be effective, gain trust, and communicate in a clear and concise way. 
But this is so that when you set these boundaries and communicate these cultural boundaries, that others aren't offended because of something you said or didn't say, or because of a certain thing that you do or a certain routine that you have that is looked at and perceived differently because of a cultural background difference. Right, so the fourth boundary is your cultural boundaries. And finally, boundary number five are your financial boundaries. Now, financial boundaries, as the name suggests, is all about money. Money, how it gets allocated, how much discretionary funds to have, how are we going to invest it, and so on. Communicating your financial boundaries is going to keep you and your team on the same page whenever finances are concerned. And Oftentimes, finances are something that creates conflict in the workplace. So we all need to be on the same page. Having different rules and agendas related to where and how you spend the money can cause a great deal of strain on your relationship, especially at work. So set those financial boundaries and communicate those boundaries very clearly and professionally.